All on sinking sand Judah's lion is in the midst of them As the sons of Zion lift up the son of man as the sons of Zion lift up the son of man. Hey everybody, I'm here in the studio with Zadok Johnson, and we are excited to share with you about the hope of our calling. Yeah. We're going to be sharing again. We just finished a podcast, but we got so encouraged ourselves. We're like, let's do another one. Right. And so here we are. And I wanted Zadok to share a little bit about BSC, this program that he, he does. Uh, it stands for Bible Survival Combat. And also just wanted to share a few thoughts about prophecy with you all. So that's just kind of a little bit of a heads up on what we want to be talking about today. But just going back to that song that you just listened to, it talks about the sons of Zion at war with the sons of Greece. And so we realize we're in a spiritual battle, right? So we're talking about something, a spiritual dynamic going on here. But the sons of Zion, there's like a warrior feeling to that. Oh, totally. You know, it's like God's raising up the sons of Zion. And so I think you can't of, say sons of Zion meekly. Yeah, it's right. Like sons of Zion, yeah. daughters of Zion. Right. Yes. I was sharing with Zadok this quote that really spoke to me as a young man. I just love it. It says, "Being a believer is not about mild-mannered men telling other mild-mannered men how to be mild-mannered." Ah, oh, come on! <laughs> it's like, just so good. <laughs> we both grew up in the, in families with brothers who are like warrior, like wow, taking yeah, the kingdom wrestling. by force. You know, yeah, totally. <laughs> Yeah. So I just love these verses. You know, God's raising up the sons of Zion. I think of the verse in Romans that says all creation is eagerly yeah. waiting. Yeah, groaning. It's groaning. Yeah. yeah. Like the very earth is yeah. groaning for the manifestation of the sons of God. Yeah. And I know this is on Zadok's heart, even doing these courses, is to see the manifestation yeah. of the sons of God. Yeah. To see them, you know, encouraged to be brought forth in their calling. And so looking forward to talking about this. But uh, yeah. If you're a woman out there, you know, it may sound like we're like, you know, this is guy stuff. But if you're a daughter out there, a daughter of Zion, we want to encourage you as well. I mean, this this stuff is for you. These scriptures are for you that we're going to be getting into. Actually, in the scripture, daughters of Zion are actually much more popular than sons of Zion. (laughs) As far as the number of times they're referenced, the daughters of Zion, if I remember correctly, is around 70 times the daughters of Zion are talked about in the scriptures. Whereas the sons of Zion, I think it's only one time in that verse in Zechariah, it talks about the sons of Zion being raised up against the sons of Greece. But uh, yeah, if you're a daughter of Zion out there, wow, amazing, beautiful calling that God has on you. And uh, just want to talk about that for a second, about the sons of Zion versus the sons of Greece. You know, the sons of Greece, that represented a whole culture of just... Perversion. Yeah, perversion, evil, immorality, all that. And but God is raising up the sons of Zion, and they these are sons of the kingdom. Yeah. Isn't there a scripture that goes about the, with the sons of Zion versus the sons of Greece? Yeah, that's the Zechariah scripture. Okay. Yeah, that the, basically God is raising up these sons of Zion to be a light in the midst of all the wickedness that's going on with the sons of Greece. Basically, yeah. and, you know, he's he's raising up this this uh, this army yeah. of believers that are going to stand and proclaim the message of his truth in the midst of uh, in the midst of all the darkness. Yeah. So I love the verse that says, unto the upright, there arises light in the darkness. So that's what we want to be. And just if you're out there listening, this is our heart for you, that you would be that light, you would be that son or daughter of Zion and just stand, take a stand. You know, Ephesians says, after you've done all, stand. And so Zadok and I, we want to talk a little bit about prophecy, just getting off started here. Uh, I want to share a few scriptures as we get into this. 1 Timothy 4.12, it says, let no one despise your youth 
but be an example to the believers in word. That's the first thing he says. I want you to be an example in word. And so this is a encouragement of how we speak. And I would want to just pitch this to you guys out there, to you girls, that the way we speak can be prophetic. Yeah. The way we speak, we just got done doing a podcast about encouragement. And so this is the first thing Paul exhorts Timothy, be a big example in how you speak. He goes on in conduct in love in spirit in faith in purity. And so be encouraged to be an actually an example. Sometimes as young people, we're looking at the older people for our examples, which yeah. is great. We're, I, I'm so thankful for the examples that God put in my life uh, to look to as role models. But here, Paul is saying, you be an example, yeah. you know, take it upon yourself yeah. to be an example in these areas. And then Psalm 119, nine, how can a young man cleanse his way, but by taking heed according to your word. So here we're getting the, we're taking the word of God. And then that's actually shaping the way that we speak. I, I feel that's so, so key of actually overcoming. How can we cleanse our ways? It's by actually heeding the voice of God. And then one last scripture on that lines, first John two fourteen. I have written to you young men because you are strong, strong and, and the, the word, word of God, God abides in you, you and you yeah. have overcome the wicked one. And so here I just see this picture of young people that are just immersed in the yeah. word. Yeah. And then, you know what happens when you listen to something, whether it's a song or a book or yeah. whatever, you actually end up talking about what you're oh, listening so to. You know, yeah, so. It's like hanging out with people with an accent, you know, and right. then you accumulate that accent. My, my mother's from New Zealand and bunch of my family members are, are from down under. And, uh, you know, uh, it, when my mom gets around New Zealanders, you know, true Kiwis, her accent slightly changes, right? Like it picks up. <laughs> and, you know, I, I think about that, like, you know, when we get the accent of heaven and we get around people that have that accent, like it, it might not be a tonal thing. Maybe it's just an expression of our lives right. lived. And another verse that's burning on my heart is, uh, you know, out of the heart, the mouth speaks, right. you know, it's, yeah. it's, he's given us a new heart. What are we speaking? Yeah. 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 Ecclesiastes. I mean, it talks about how it, he says, don't let my mouth cause my flesh to sin. Oh, I mean, wow. there's such a yeah. connection there. Yeah. James talks about life our, and death in the tongue. Yeah. Life and death in the tongue. And then James, he talks about our tongues being like a rudder. Yeah. I mean, there is power in our words. When right. we speak prophetically, I, so I just want to kind of demystify prophecy Come a little on. bit. I mean, prophecy, Paul says in the Corinthians, he says, whoever prophesies speaks encouragement. Right. And so we just got done no, talking about encouragement, but I just want to demystify prophecy. Yeah. When we speak life, we're speaking the word of God to each other. That's prophecy. Yeah. Come on. Joel says sons and daughters will prophesy. Yeah. And that's, a, the, that's the spirit of God coming on people. And it's not a mystical thing. It's not, you know, speak, it's not a novelty item. And now, Praise God those times when, you know, the spirit comes in someone, they speak prophetically in a sense of, you know, you know, encouraging in a, in a very specific way. You know, I've had yeah. that happen in my life. Same. I know Zadok's had, had it happen. That, that's powerful. But we want to just demystify it because yeah. sometimes people, when they think prophecy, they only think that. Right. Whereas prophecy can be just speaking the word. I have a list of scriptures here. I call them victorious declarations. And these are prophetic scriptures. I just, you know, I like to wake up in the morning and just start speaking them over my life. And then once you, as Zadok referenced this before, it says, once you believe them for yourself, then you can actually speak them to others powerfully. Yeah, <laughs> come on. And so, I mean, like I'm going to just do it right now with Zadok. Yeah, Zadok, you are like a green olive tree planted in the house of God. You will do valiantly for it is he, God, who will tread down your enemies. You will run the course of his commandments for God will enlarge your heart. You are your beloved's. 
and Come his on. desire Come is on. for you. I, so I, I just yeah. went through a few of these scriptures right, on this right. list. But He's I've, got two pages here, by the way. <laughs> yeah. I've, I just prophesied over Zadok. I just took the word and prophesied to him. Yeah. That's so good. You know, I, I think of, uh, you know, it says the testimony of Yeshua, Jesus, is the spirit of prophecy. Right. Yeah. Because Jesus is coming back. You know, the, that's the, the final straight up answer is, is to all of earth, let it be known. Jesus is coming back, right? you know, riding on the sky on a white horse. However yeah. you want to picture that, it's the truth. And, uh, and so when you're speaking about Jesus, you're speaking of something that will, will happen. Right. You know, you're saying, you're foretelling something. And, right. You know, I, I, I remember the moment where I was, I was sharing the gospel a whole bunch and I'm with, on the streets with unbelievers, and I'm just like, man, I just want to, I just realized I could give a prophetic word of encouragement to anyone. <laughs> and so, you know, it's like, this is a funny story. I, I don't eat health, uh, you know, fast food. I'm, I'm pretty oriented towards health. I'm a health nut. You know, I, I believe that's that's biblical. It's pretty cool. But yay, you know. So I, I, I'm out working, and suddenly I see a Taco Bell. Yeah, as, and when I see it, I knew that the Lord wanted me to go in there and buy something. <laughs> so I walk into Taco Bell, and I'm like, man, God, this is like out of my, like, you know, I've, I kind of felt like it's out of my world. You know, I would rather eat kale from some backyard garden. <laughs> well... <laughs> I'm in there and I'm like, okay, what should I order? Bean burrito is probably the healthiest thing on the menu. So I'm like, okay, I order a bean burrito. I'm like, whatever. And of course I'm there for the gospel. So, because I'm just felt like the Lord wanted me to walk into Taco Bell. So the, the cash register is this young girl, about 19 years old, she, very much sad, broken, broken life. I could tell. And, and I was like, well, you know what? I'm just going to put it into practice. I'm going to prophesy. And, you know, I'll just be your older brother. I'm just going to be like, so I was like, hey, sister, listen, I'm your older brother and you need encouragement today. And I've got a word of encouragement for you. So listen, you're supposed to be a worshiper. And I just see upon your life, you're supposed to worship the Lord. And God made you to have an expression of worship. Now, I know some people that worship God and they sound like frogs worshiping. <laughs> Probably like me right now, because I lost my voice through yelling, <laughs> worshiping the Lord the last week. But, um, you know, I just start telling her this. And I'm just like, you can't get it wrong. Everyone's called to worship God. So I'm just going to tell her this. Well, she looks up to me with tears, like in her eyes, like so shocked. She goes, I play the drums, and which is rare for a woman. <laughs> she goes, and, and I'm in a, in a band and, and you're right. I've felt my whole life like I'm actually supposed to be a worshiper for the Lord. <laughs> you know, and here she is living, you know, definitely a broken life, but I just get to speak destiny without even knowing that God had it lined up. Right. You know, to where she would be able to receive that. And I, I just say, you know, to be prophetic, you just have to speak the word of truth that yeah. will happen over someone's life. Right. So powerful. Uh, look at Mary's prophecy oh, when she, you know, she Luke angel too. brings this message yeah. to her, and then she just, my soul magnifies the Lord and God, my Savior. Yeah, and, but if you look at that prophecy that she gave, there's actually about forty references to the Old Testament prophets, yeah. Isaiah, Jeremiah, who, you know, all these different yeah. prophets. There's forty different references, which this indicates that she was very immersed in the yeah. Word already. Yeah. You know, even right, as a young right, girl, right. She, she was like, when she opened her mouth to prophesy and speak yeah. well, this blessing. She was blessing, a daughter of Zion. <laughs> yeah, she was a daughter of Zion. Yeah. And uh, Zachariah's prophecy as well that follows uh, it, full of references to yeah. the, the words of God that came through the prophets. Yeah. And so 
I, I believe that God wants to raise up a generation that is so immersed in the word, so right. immersed in the prophecies of scripture, yeah. in the Psalms, that when we open our mouth to encourage others, we're speaking the words of life. Yeah. We're speaking these very God-breathed words. Yeah. We can echo those words. And th- so just in a sense, we want to say, you don't have to make up something new. You right. know, sometimes, yeah, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. sometimes it's true. people think I got to be a prophet right. in order to prophesy. You know, you can prophesy. Anybody can prophesy. Come on. There are those people that God calls to be prophets, right. but you can be anybody. You just yeah. be like Mary, Zachariah. Come you begin on. to open up your mouth and praise and speak the, the God breathed words. You know, the scripture says, be filled with the spirit. It's a command. Be filled with the spirit speaking on. to one another in Psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Making melody in your hearts. Yeah. Make yeah. melody. And so get yeah. it into your spirit, the word, and you know, it's going to come out. Yeah. It's going to come out life. of your a mouth. River, walk, a river, <laughs> a raging river of life. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because in your innermost being will flow rivers of life. Yeah. Yeah. So go for it. Um, yeah. I just, you know, even in, in thinking about, about that, just, you know, so often we want to idolize a, a culture rather than just stepping into it ourselves. Right. And, you know, for God has no favorites. Mm. Um, so, you know, th- th- this is for us, you know, it, it's, it's for today. It's for us. Let's, uh, I can remember, so I love sharing the gospel with everyone and anyone, everywhere and anywhere. And, uh, and that's important. And so I can remember I was sharing the gospel in the streets and, and I was spending a lot of time in the audio Bible and just submersing my life in the word of God. And, you know, Peter, uh, sorry, Timothy, the book of Timothy, Paul writes to Timothy and says, when you preach, preach the word. Right. And so it's like, you know, some people feel like I don't feel cold to preach. Well, I, he didn't say come up with the amazing words. He said, just speak the scripture, <laughs> right. you know, and Paul even says that, you know, it wasn't my eloquent speech, you know, lest people trust in my ability, but instead in the power of God. Well, even Peter, he says, if anyone speaks, let him speak as the oracles of God. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. just we just become sounding boards or we just like right, echo, right, we word. echo the living totally, word. Totally. It's good. So, so at one point I was like, man, I got to get, I, I, it was just for me where I was at. I got a translation that was really easy to understand. I started memorizing it, the gospels, because I was like, man, I want to preach the gospel. And so Jesus, that's what he preached. He preached the kingdom, the gospel. So if I could just quote to unbelievers, the gospel without saying for end in first, you know, Luke <laughs> chapter two, verse 45, I would just quote. And my goal was like, man, what if I preached the gospel and had full conversations with people that are unbelievers? And all I said was scripture the entire time. <laughs> and I just responded with different scriptures and they wouldn't even know because I'm speaking a translation that's very clean, easy to understand. And, and I'm not being like, you know, throwing out my cool references and not like showing them that I'm Mr. Smart right. memory guy, you know, I'm just like, <laughs> just in the spiritual realm, just imagine wielding that sword. And the picture I had in my heart was like, I've got a sword chopping chains off their life and they don't yeah. even realize it. Wow. You know, so it's awesome. I, I love the story you told about seeing the witch come to faith. Oh yeah. Could you share that in just yeah, a nutshell? Sure, sure. <laughs> I mean, it's cool. So, so, you know, it, it's awesome. Number one, I'll just say, you know, I, I had the privilege of sharing the gospel hundreds of times without ever seeing anyone come to Jesus. And, you know, imagine someone fishing in a pond and they run down to the pond, throw their open, you know, cast line in with a little bobber, goes splash in the middle of the pond. They reel it in, look at their hook with the worm still dangling. 
and they're shocked. They're like, man, (laughs) there's no fish in this pond. And they walk away and they're like, man, there's no fish in that pond. And the the guy next door is like, what are you talking about? I catch fish all the time out there. He's like, yeah, well, I cast it and didn't nothing bit. And so often Christians have that perspective, you know, they, they cast once or twice or, you know, they, they, you know, Hey, you know what? The Holy Spirit's the comforter. Why? Because it's a discomfort. You know, it's enough. The gospel's offensive, irritating. You know, it's, it's, uh, the stench, you know, the Bible talks about it. So of course, go with grace, go with love and, and just do it until fish bite. You know, and and maybe change out your lure. You know, <laughs> right. I mean, fishing for men is is awesome, and it's a privilege. But you know, it's not a one trick fit, fits all. It's not a one trick pony. So, um, yeah, for this this great this is a cool story of what God did. I was in McAllen, Texas, on the border of Mexico. You know, we got like uh, helicopters flying overhead for border guards. You know, went into Mexico, and there's like Mexican military with machine guns driving around and back of back of uh, you know what they call technicals in, in overseas. So like a pickup truck and. Um, you know, it's just like kind of a more rough place, you know, big drug cartel influence. And, and I'm walking down this, uh, this, this path that came in between two uh, apartment complexes that kind of looked Italian, very much a Hispanic reflection upon the whole area. And uh, there was a, a holiday they had in that culture where they worship the spirit of the dead. And it's a very sad, demonic holiday. And and um, I was just like, you know, lots of like, you know, fake skeletons, kind of like our version of Halloween or like, uh, which is also a demonic culture. You know, I, I totally disagree with Halloween culture anyway. So, so I'm walking down this path and I see this lady about 45 years old wearing fully black, dark clothing and a big chain necklace around her neck with a pentagram goat head stamped into it and hair dyed dark black pulled back into an extremely tight ponytail that must have caused a headache <laughs> and uh she just walks out in front of me and walks down the road and i being the excited happy christian i get to be said hey how is it going and kind of just did a little skip up towards her to share with her the good news i'm just thinking some lady that gets to hear the good news today because she walked in front of a happy christian <laughs> and um you know that has good news i mean it's great Good news is worth sharing. So as I go to share the gospel with her, she turns, looks in my eyes with terror and fast walks, almost a sprint, right up to her doorstep, opens the door and slams it behind her before I could even get the name of Yeshua Jesus out. And I hear the bolt like lock behind the door, like clock. It was kind of like that, that, I don't know if you've seen the animated film up, but it's like where the grandfather is afraid of the world goes click, click, click on the doors. And anyway, <laughs> so, so I'm like, man, wow, that was so shocking. Well, my friend walks up right behind me and he says, hey, you know that lady is a witch. The friend was living in the area and I was visiting the area. And so I'm like, no, but she was terrified of me. He's like, I know I saw that. Wow. <laughs> you know, the, the demonic forces must be afraid of the light of the Lord. I was like, man, this is my first witch I've ever met <laughs> and wanted to share the gospel with. I felt so empowered by God. I was like, well, 
if she's in there openly practicing her witch witchism, whatever that is, you know, warlockness, <laughs> I was like, I'm going to openly practice my Christendom. <laughs> so I'm like right there in the middle of her, you know, she had, there was all the shades were pulled down on the whole level of the apartment. So no one's like peering off, looking at me. It's just like some dude in the street. And I'm like, well, there's drunks in the streets too. So, hey, I'm going to be that wild Christian that just believes for the salvation of a witch. I raise up my hands over that building. I'm like praying in the spirit, praying in Jesus' name, Yeshua's name, that she would come to Jesus. And I just felt like to pray in the spirit and that, that, the, that the blinders, that the Bible says the God of this world has blinded them. Would, would be released so that she could see the light of the Lord Jesus. And so as I'm praying, I just saw like in my heart, like this picture of like, you know, in the book of Acts, we see the sheet coming down to, to, to with the animals to Peter. Well, this was like instead being lowered this massive auditorium dome over her, the whole complex where she was living that would keep the fiery darts of lies away from her. And I was like this way, you know, people would get saved if they realized how good God was. So, I mean, right. that's why we get to express that being the walking goodness of God, I believe, is our calling. Mm. So I leave and, and uh, anyway, got to end up sharing the gospel with her boyfriend and praise the Lord. He gave his life to Jesus after being super depressed and suicidal. And then I never, you know, I, I just left. I, I ended up coming back to Tennessee and. Um, her her boyfriend though had an amazing transformation was going to be followed up by a man to, to be discipled and and so um, and he was also inside of the the witch warlock community and that was amazing to see that salvation encounter under a street lamp on the street <laughs> at night you know he was totally secular guy and he gets born again repents and he says man I feel like I'm on, standing on a rock I said yeah that's why they call it the rock of ages Jesus he's the firm foundation he's like really wow you know, total I mean just awesome so I, I, about two weeks go by and I get a phone call and it's a voicemail of my uh, one of my friends down there. And he goes, God, God is so awesome. Dude, you got to answer your phone, man. I got to tell you what God happened with that witch, what God did. So uh, I, I call him back and, and he goes, um, yeah, so the witch just knocked on the door of the neighbor, which he was at, staying with. And uh, I open the door and the witch is standing in front of me. And she says, trembling, I need a Bible. Where's a Bible? And he points to the one at at the dinner table, which I had seen, I'd sat at that dinner table, this big family Bible from like the 1800s, you know, or whatever. And he just pointed, she just walks right in the house without even asking permission. She says, I have this verse I can't stop thinking about. She opens the Bible, finds the verse, and it's like, today is the day of salvation or something <laughs> awesome like that. Right there, he gets to lead her to the Lord, repentance and salvation. And she had just found out that her ex-husband had just died, I, probably in like a drug overdose or war or something. And all of her four children in the, in the home were crying in the, or across the street. And she shared this with him. and Shared he, it with the children? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they got to go over and the whole family, the children and the mother, wow. gave their lives to Jesus. Awesome. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> the gospel's great, you know, yeah. and, uh, you know, prophecy is believing hope for others as well. You know, if I can get saved, anyone can. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I, I just love that whole idea of taking the kingdom by force. Come you know, on. it's like, what do we have to be afraid of? I feel like so many believers get superstitious oh. about 
you know, yeah, being darkness. afraid of the darkness. Oh, that's I? that's not mm. the that's not the God that we serve. Yeah. I'll it's just, not the Maccabee spirit. Oh, come <laughs> on. You know, I, I grew up hearing missionary stories and and I grew up as an MK missionary kid, but but praise the Lord, you know, my my parents had a real bold attitude of, of the kingdom, but you know, you still grow up hearing about dark countries right. and dark places. And, <laughs> you know, I, and then I, I, I'm so thankful. I got around some teaching where of, of biblical truth that just says, you know, I'm the light of the world and I'll never leave you to the ends of the age. And, you know, I will be with you. And, and what are we focused on? Are right. we focused on the light of the Lord or the darkness around us. And when you right. turn on the lights, Darkness always flees. Right. And so I've had the privilege of sharing the gospel in Buddhist temples underneath golden idols of demons, you know, with Buddhist monks overseas and, you know, spent the night in mosques and shared the gospel in the, with, with Buddhists in, I mean, with Muslims in mosques and, and been in dark countries that people I grew up with telling me they were dark. I never felt darkness once. <laughs> I never felt, because I just focused on the light. I never felt like, oh, this is a spooky area. Oh, this is hooray gooray, you know. It's fear. Yeah, I mean, it's like, what are we worshiping? Yeah. The fear of the darkness or the light of the conquering savior? Right, right. We just don't, we don't see, I mean, you look at the heroes of the Bible. They oh. weren't afraid oh, yeah. to go. Oh, yeah, faith, they quenched <laughs> the flames of fire, put foreign <laughs> armies to fight. Right. He, Hebrews 11 or whatever. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. I love it. I love having that overcoming, conquering yeah. type, you know. It's almost like God told us we're more than conquerors through Christ. Right. <laughs> yeah, thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if we're following him, we don't have to worry about being yeah. defeated by darkness. Yeah. I mean, it's just, yeah. So thank thank God. I, I so love that story. So I want to get into BSC okay, a yeah. little bit. Uh, but so just, I want to hear your perspective. Yeah, so I just got to taste BSC for the first time. So this is the Bible survival combat. And, you know, we opened up talking about the scripture, the power of the scripture. And I know this is Zadok's heart, the Bible. Just I, as I was Bible out there, they were just speaking the word to, to them. You know, I love it. There's something in every guy's heart that just loves to shout, I believe. It's got to be awakened for some guys. But uh, just shouting is like it releases something of just like, yes, this yeah. is intense. This is powerful. But we're just shouting scripture verses out in the woods. Yeah. And I, so Bible. Bible, B, stands yeah, for Bible, yeah. for BSC. So the Bible is the first one. And I know this is Adox. This is the first on his priority list of getting the Bible. Men of the word. Yeah, men, men of the of word. Encouragement. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a mentor in my life who said many young men, and we'll, we'll throw uh, sons of daughters, the daughters of Zion and the sons of Zion to the same group. You know? Right. But many young people on the battlefield, and he said they're they're just, you know, barely wearing, uh, you know, shorts, you know, <laughs> and, and they have no weapons and, you know, no sword. And on the battlefield, and they're like hiding in a trench, just like hoping to survive. Right. He said, we look at the, the biblical context and we're close, you know, we're called to have the sword of the spirit and high praises of the Lord in our mouth, weapons of righteousness, both right and left hand, shield right. of faith, full armor, you know, and we're clothed, you know, and we're eating well in the, you know, on the word of the Lord. And so, yeah. 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 So what I love, you know, this story that Zayda just told about, you know, going into the enemy's camp yeah. per se, you know, going in and taking, you know, man. taking background that, so I know Zadok's heart, he could be out there doing that full time. But he has a heart to equip young men to have that kind of boldness to be, you know, if they meet a witch, they're not afraid of a witch. Yeah. They're going to have the word of God so powerfully in them that they're going to be able to take ground for yeah. the kingdom of God. Yeah. And so that's 
Zadok's heart. I know Zadok well enough to say speak for him in this. He wants to see young men equipped with the word, like First John two fourteen, right here. The word of God is abiding in them, and they are overcoming the wicked one. And so we're not afraid of the wicked one. We're overcoming the wicked one. Thanks be to God who always leads us in His triumph. We're going to see the enemy put under our feet. Yes, you know, soon. the God of peace will soon crush Satan right. under your feet. Right. Paul speaks boldly in that. Right. Right. And so, Bible number one for BSC. Yeah getting the word of God into these young men's hearts. And I saw that happen this past four or five days. The young men were getting the word of God. It was becoming something very real to them. Because not only are they hearing the stories that Zadok's sharing from all these different experiences he's had around the world, but they're also getting to see, you know, it lived out in front of them. Come on. Uh, and so powerful, the other staff guys, just powerful examples live it. You know, we want to speak it, but also live it. And so then, so yeah, BS survival. So you yeah. speak a little bit about yeah, the yeah. survival so survival. Uh, you know, I was one of those crazy kids at 14, wanted to go through sniper school, wanted to live outside in the woods. You know, I think I was 14 years old for Chris for, it was, it was the Christmas, which my, my parents uh, just celebrate, you know, the, 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 the birth of Jesus. So they they were like, yeah, you know, it's not the right day, but who cares? We're going to celebrate his birthday. <laughs> and um, so, you know, whether it was Hanukkah or whatever, it was still like, you know, let's celebrate. My parents are big celebrators. And, and so then I, you know, I was like, oh yeah, you know, mom and dad, I'm going to move outside for, for, you know, this celebration, you know, I'm going to take my brothers. We're going to just move outside. And so I, I think I was 14 years old and, and we just never moved back inside for like six years. <laughs> so we slept winter, outside. I mean, all seasons, yeah, winter, you were just lived summer, outside. 100 degrees in the summer, you know, zero at night in the winter, <laughs> multiple You had a good sleeping a bag. Good sleeping bags, absolutely. <laughs> Dad would, uh, you know, come in with a leaf blower and blow the snow off our sleeping bags because um, we were like in a kind of barn framed in area, but still open air. And, um, so, you know, I just lived, grew up in the woods. My parents were missionaries. And so, um, that was just like part of life. Dad used to teach survival. And, uh, so yeah, it was just, just my life. Now, um, that totally helped and, and translated over into, you know, more of the high risk missionary preparation and overseas in the jungle life. And, um, and every so, boy wants to be a good survivalist. Just practical skills yeah, can just help you survive. Yeah. Right. And so. how to, how to, you know, what I say the, the preservation of human life, you know, so, you know, rescue and relief operations, how, you know, as a young boy, we helped with our dad doing, you know, hurric hurricane relief and that sort of thing as well. So, um, you know, it's kind of that whole manly be prepared. Right. Um, and then combat, you know, with the sea is, you know, I, I prayed a lot about it cause I felt like, you know, there's the kingdom of heaven is taken by force. You know, right. our flesh is not, our war is not against flesh and blood. And yet, you know, there's no civilians in the kingdom of heaven. We're all, we've all been recruited to the army of the Lord and do our hardship as a good soldier of Jesus right. Christ. Right. So I want that element for young guys to be like, man, I don't have to necessarily join the special forces to be a soldier. Right. You know, my big slogan is GSF, God's special forces. <laughs> you know, that we would be willing to to go to the higher risk in areas and lay down our lives for the gospel and be willing to protect our mom and our sisters right. and be good men of protection and, and provision and um yeah so and plus you know it's just uh, to me uh, you know the christendom is soldiering you know it's not an easy path you know right so so what i saw with these young guys is that when you combine those three the yeah. bible survival combat is you're really touching something deep in the core of them that you know because i've been in these contexts where young guys are just sitting at a table doing a bible study and oh. that that's great but for most guys that don't connect to that 
you know, it's just like, it's just feels like stuffy, you know, but when you combine something physical, like, you know, pressing yourself to the max, you know, going out and really challenging yourself and then throw Bible into that. It's like, whoa, something totally different. You've, and you've seen this happen over and over, I'm sure. Totally. Yeah. So, you know, growing up, I, I, this isn't, this is a humble thing, but it was just kind of the way I was raised as a farm kid. Like I would go hang out with other Christian, you know, youth events. And I just felt like nothing was ever tough enough for me. I just didn't relate at all. You know, I'm like, man, you know, I mean, you get it. Like I'm sleeping outside. So then like, you know, I hear people whining about how cold it is. I'm like, well, I just slept outside all last night. Like, what are you talking about? Come on. And so, you know, I, I, and yeah. So then, uh, being, you know, I was on the mission field overseas and jungle life. And I, I came back, um, had to get back for a friend's wedding and really sought the Lord very, very just heavily on, on behalf of, you know, my life has to be determined by God's voice, not just by the hype and adventure of an exciting lived, uh, exciting life lived. Right. And, um, and the Lord clearly brought me back from the foreign mission field to raise up the next generation of pioneer missionaries for the gospel and men and women of God that will take the gospel to the ends of the earth. I, I had the privilege of seeing hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people in China and Bangladesh that, that have never heard the gospel. Yeah. I mean, we're talking completely unreached people. I would be in, I would see 10,000 people in one building, you know, in a bus station in China, a subway station, and not see one Christian with the light of the gospel in their eyes. Mm. And, and as an evangelist, that just broke me in such a healthy way. Mm. You know, the, the, the Bible says that the, the harvest is ripe, right. and, and we need, we need a, a few hundred thousand or a million more radical revivalist missionaries that are going to live this thing out. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a real intense God and grit Bible boot camp with, uh, you know, real world training for high risk missions, rescue and relief right inside a by biblical discipleship event. Yeah. And who knows, we may be in a situation, even if you, maybe your children are not have that, you know, missionary, maybe once they're for the court here at the course, they'll get that vision. But yeah, oh, let's totally. say, you know, we don't know what's going to happen yeah. in this country. We don't yeah. know what's going to happen anywhere in the world, really right. to have these skills of like, yeah. okay, we're going to be able to help our communities. Yeah. We're going to be able to help those in need in that hour yeah. of crisis. That's well, just valuable to yeah, know. Totally. Totally. Well, I, I mean, like just in this last course we did this last w- week, um, you know, we taught, you know, mountain rescue. We had a whole team of young guys doing a, you know, evasion where they got a guy on a sked litter and they're rappelling him down a cliff, you know, 300 and some feet. And of course that's all safe. Um, you know, we're all, you know, well-equipped and all those skills. And, and then, you know, full night mission, you know, uh, you know, undercover, crawling in the weeds, you know, doing, you know, emergency response. And, you know, so all that kind of good stuff that every boy should really love, you know, right. that's kind of our heart. Yeah. Yeah. So if you know of a young man out there, wherever you're at, that could benefit from this kind of training, I, th- I was watching this going, man, I wish there was more young men that could be aware and could be at this training camp. Yeah. But Zadok's going to be doing these across the country. He's going to be doing them for the, I mean, for the foreseeable future. Yeah, yeah. Right. So if you know of anybody out there that uh, that could benefit from this, look him up online. You can find him, BSC. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be amazing experience for you, these young men. So blessings to y'all. Brayden and uh, Zadok here in the studio. Blessings to all of you. Keep strong. Keep the word of God. Blessings to all of you. Do valiantly.